Welcome to Nutrition Network, where the focus is self-care. I'm Marianne Reedy, clinical nutritionist and certified Walls Healthcare practitioner. Back in October of 2019, I was consulting with one of my clients from Australia, and we were discussing the importance that the role of the vagus nerve may be playing in her chronic digestive issues. After she did some homework on this topic, she emailed me an article entitled, Cytokines in the Immunomodulatory Function of the Vagus Nerve, published in March of 2009 by the Institute of Medical Sciences, University of Aberdeen, UK. In the middle of March 2020, just as we were sheltering in place and people were quickly and unexpectedly dying from the coronavirus, I happened to come across her email with this article again. This time, the title stopped me in my tracks. We were just hearing about the cytokine storm and how there seemed to be a connection between the phenomena and COVID-19 morbidity and mortality rates. 11 years later, this article was more relevant than ever. So what is the dreaded cytokine storm? The cytokine storm is basically an immune reaction gone wild. Understanding what a cytokine storm is and why it matters during the coronavirus pandemic is really important. These viral infections can be fatal due to an overreaction of the body's immune system due to a cytokine storm. Cytokines are small cell signaling proteins released by many different cells in the body, like the immune system, where they coordinate the body's response against infection and trigger inflammation. They are the immune system's messengers. We don't store them, which is a good thing. They are newly synthesized and released when responding to infection or injury. Cytokines can be anti-inflammatory or pro-inflammatory. We are concerned with the pro-inflammatory cytokines with the COVID-19 virus, and here's why. Normally, we would think a robust immune system, ready, willing, and able to attack anything that enters our body is a welcomed reaction. Our survival depends on our ability to defend against pathogens and cancer cells. If we have compromised immunity with a deficient response, we can succumb to a secondary infection. But in this case, we can think of a cytokine storm as the body over-responding to the virus. When the coronavirus enters the lungs, it triggers an immune response, sending immune cells to the region to attack the virus, resulting in localized inflammation. But in some patients, excessive or uncontrolled levels of cytokines are produced, which then activate more immune cells resulting in hyperinflammation. Unfortunately, this is what is the cause of death or serious illness. Patients who are getting the sickest and those who are dying from COVID-19 are reacting in a predictable, catastrophic way. Their immune cells are flooding and attacking the lungs that they should be protecting. So it's harming instead of helping. The cytokine storm can begin at a local spot like the lungs, but then spreads throughout the body through our bloodstream, thereby affecting other organs like the liver and the kidneys. Health journalist Amber Dance, in her April 10th, 2020 article on the cytokine storm in Noble magazine, explains, Normally, when the human body encounters a germ, the immune system attacks the invader and then stands down. But sometimes that orderly army of cells wielding molecular weapons gets out of control morphing from obedient soldiers 
into an unruly torch and pitchfork bearing mob. Though there are tests and treatments that could help to identify and tamp down this insurrection, it's too early to be sure of the best course of therapy for those who are suffering a storm due to COVID-19. It seems as time goes on, we'll have a deeper understanding as to what needs to be done, but this virus hit us so rapidly, and as the usual tests and treatments, as the article says, were ineffective to save the thousands who are succumbing quicker than the healthcare system can, can keep up. Their usual treatments responding to fluid in the lungs or the need for oxygen with ventilators are not effective in many patients under quicksilver attack by their own minute immune cells. The doctors and nurses didn't know what hit them and this virus took everybody by storm. So the cytokine storm might explain why some people have a severe reaction to the virus, while others only experience mild symptoms. Young people have less developed immune systems than older people, so they produce lower levels of inflammation-driving cytokines. It's believed that a hyperactive immune reaction, like a cytokine storm, also occurs in autoimmune disorders, like multiple sclerosis, in which the body can attack its own tissues. In this case, the myelin sheaths covering the nerve tissues. So patients with underlying autoimmune conditions are at higher risk, especially people with asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is called COPD. I will be doing a future podcast on the role that cytokine storms specifically play in autoimmune disease and why some people are affected more severely than others. Also, because there can be full body involvement, a patient with cardiovascular disease would also be at greater risk, especially if there is abnormal blood clotting that occurs from the pro-inflammatory response. Some patients may have an underlying genetic defect, which makes them more susceptible to cytokine storm. Unfortunately, we don't know who that is. The family may tell the healthcare staff that their son, their daughter, or spouse had no history of an illness, so everyone is baffled and alarmed if they die. They may have had a genetic cellular abnormality or an underlying vessel abnormality that they were unaware of. It's been compared to a runaway train. When the cytokines raise the immune activity, the immune system may not be able to stop itself from what's referred to as the cytokine cascade, and that has far-reaching effects in the body. The immune cells spread beyond the infected area and start attacking healthy tissues, destroying red and white blood cells, and damaging the liver and kidneys. Blood vessel walls open up to let immune cells into the surrounding tissues, but the blood vessels get so leaky that the lungs fill with fluid and the person's blood pressure drops. Then the blood clots, and when the blood doesn't flow properly, oxygen doesn't get circulated to the organs and the person can go into shock, causing organ damage or death. One of the cytokines responsible for this is the tumor necrosis factor alpha, or TNF-alpha, which has been shown to have a pathogenic role in acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS, by causing acute lung injury that we see with COVID-19. Scientists suspect that cytokine storms caused many of the deaths in the 1918 flu pandemic and in the 2003 SARS outbreak. COVID-19 is a novel virus that we haven't encountered before, so until infected, no one has immunity. As an act of self-preservation, 
and as an act of service to our family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, and all planetary people, we need to focus on our personal health and well-being. So right now, today, we can focus on self-care while we are sheltering in place. Even if you are an essential worker, and I should say, especially if you are not able to shelter in place, self-care is paramount. We already are aware of the need for a face mask and physical distancing. The exact number of feet is under debate. Six feet may not be enough if someone sneezes or coughs to avoid the aerosol droplets that are projected into the air and linger longer than originally believed. It's been compared to someone smoking a cigarette and how long that may linger after a person has exhaled the smoke. While we're sheltering in place, we can do a lot to help ourselves. Right now, all of our self-care needs to be done at home. Some of the obvious ways we can help our health is by eating a diet rich in whole natural foods, filled with fruits and dark green leafy vegetables, and cut down on processed foods like cakes, cookies, crackers, candy, and soda. Basically foods high in sugar and white flour, and that goes for people on a gluten-free diet or a vegetarian diet. Sugar is the worst thing you can be eating right now. You don't want elevated blood sugar levels. We need to make sure we are getting the vitamins and minerals that keep us healthy, like vitamin C. And I agree with Linus Pauling's recommendation of one to 2,000 milligrams a day. It's water-soluble and best if it's spread out throughout the day. B-complex vitamins, these are especially good for stress and your nervous system. Fat-soluble vitamin D and A, and the minerals zinc and selenium, which if you eat three Brazil nuts, you'll get your minimum daily need for the micromineral selenium. We need to get enough sleep so our bodies can detox, repair, and regenerate. Seven to eight hours and power naps are good. Of course, exercise. There's a lot of good online classes for every level, including yoga. If you're safe, you can go for a walk outside and get your vitamin D naturally. But there's something else that we can do that's really important right now to help us. And that's what the original article I referred to was focused on, cytokines and the function of the vagus nerve. Vagus is V-A-G-U-S. I have devoted another podcast to this topic, and I answer the questions. What is the vagus nerve? Why is it important during the COVID-19 pandemic? And what can we do to keep it stimulated and balanced? So please look for the upcoming podcast, The Role of the Vagus Nerve in Health and Disease and How to Stimulate it for Optimal Wellness. Thank you for listening to the Nutrition Network Self-Care Podcast. Stay healthy and stay well.